The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Today's daf is being studied in the Nishmat Murzikini, Yosef Ben Sarah, the Maratzikinati, Yafab Batzara, and the Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther. We begin today's daf on Lamud Vav Amud Rishon, and we are on the second line, last word on the line. Hayush Shenehem Shel Ish Ehad Shenehem Hayavim, which means we have two animals, two oxen that chased another ox, and they damaged it. So it's obvious that one of the two oxes did the damaging. So the Mishnah's language was, if both oxen belonged to the same mazik, so both oxen are going to be hayav. So what does that mean, shneim hayavim? Amar le'erava mefazika le'erav asheh. Can we learn from here that if you have oxen that were tams and they damaged that you see from over here you can get your payment from either one of the two oxen which means if let's say one of the ox got lost so you can get paid from the other one because Amishnah's language was Shnehem Hayavim. It's mashma that since you know one of the two did the damaging, so it doesn't matter which one. Even if one of them is not here, so you can get it from the other one, get paid from the other one. One of them got lost. That's what it's mashma. So the Gemara says the fact that it says Shnehem that they're both Hayavim. Do you want to deduce from here that you can get paid from either one? No, the reason why it says Shneim Hayavim is because we're talking about the animals over here were Mu'adim. And a Mu'ad, you don't get paid from the animal. You have to pay the full price from wherever it is. So therefore both of them are Hayavim, meaning both of them are pledged for the, for the payment. Really I'll tell you if it was a Tam, so I say it's only Megufo. And if one of them is missing... So therefore, so I could always say, maybe it was the other, maybe it's the animal that was missing that did the damaging. Therefore, I don't have to pay you. Prove to me that this is the animal that did the damaging. However, in the case of Mu'ad, they're both Hayab, because no matter which one did it, bottom line, you still have to pay full price. So that's the deen of the Mishnah. The Mishnah is talking about a Mu'ad case. Ibn Mu'adin, oh, if you tell me that the case is talking about where the animals were Mu'adin, Emma Sefa, I'll bring you a question from the Sefa. Haya Ehad Gadol Ve'ehad Katan. One of the animals was a big animal, one was a small animal. Hanizak Omer. So the Nizak says, Gadol Hizik, the big one damaged, because he wants to get his payment. Vamezik Omer, but the Mezik says, Lo, Ki Ela Katan Hizik. No, it was the Katan that damaged. 
You nizak, you want to say it was the big animal that did the damaging? So you have to bring the proof, the burden of proof is on you. But wait, Ibn Mu'adin, if we're talking about the animals are indeed Mu'ad, what do I care which animal did the damaging? Sof sof Bottom line, if it's a Mu'ad, he has to pay full price anyway. So what do I care what the damaging animal was? All that bothers you is that your animal got damaged. doesn't matter which animal damaged, you're going to get full price anyway. Oh, so therefore, it must be that that case in the Sefa must be talking about a case of a Tam. Oh, it's talking about a Tam. Amar Sefa betamin veresha bimuadin. It comes out that what? The Sefa must be talking about a Tam case. And that's why Hamutsi Because you want to say it was the big animal that damaged it, for you want to get Hatsinizik Megufo. That proved that it was the big animal. I'm saying it was a small animal. Mashiachin and Deresha. Deresha, I'm going to tell you what. It's talking about Mu'adim. And the case of Mu'ad. Therefore, it says two animals that damaged, or, or, or two animals that belong to one person that damaged. One of them did the damaging, that is, Susishnehim Hayavim. Susishnehim Hayavim means they both pledged to pay because they were Mu'ad, and Mu'ad pays full price, and therefore, uh, regardless, he's going to have to pay the full price from either animal. Oh, if you're going to tell me that the Resha is talking about it's Mu'ad, Hayavim. What does it mean when it says that Shnehim Hayavim? That sounds like both animals are Hayav. That's not a correct language. Hayav Gavram It should say Hayav, meaning the owner is Hayav. Not the animals are Hayavim. What does it mean Hayavim mean? Vetu, Maishnehim. And furthermore, what is the Lashon Shnehim? It's not true. Shnehim are not uh, Hayavim. So therefore, the Gemara concludes and says, Betamin. Really, I'm going to tell you that the Reshav, the Mishnah is talking about, both animals were tam. And one of them damaged. Also, what does it mean, Shneim Hayavim? So, Gemara says, also, because our question is, Shneim are not Hayavim. Because really, Lechaura, if one of them is not here, he wouldn't have to pay the Mazik. So, can you come along and say, the one that's lost, that's the one that damaged. And the one that's here didn't do the damaging. And Hatsi Nezik is Megufosh behemam. So, therefore, how do you have a case of uh, so from the fact that says Shneim Hayavim, uh, how do we understand Shneim Hayavim? So it comes again and says, Rabbi Akivahi, and it's going to Rabbi Akiva, the Amad, Shutfim Ninu, that what? Rabbi Akiva is the Shita that held that the Mazik and the Nizak are actually partners in the goof of the animal. Therefore, if one of the animals got lost, so then already the mazik can come along and say, that was the animal that the damaging. Look at Ashiv, Rabbi Akivai, Damar Shutfininu, Beguf Shotsor. Hilkach Abad Ashor, Abad Nesko. Hilkach Yavush Nehem. Only when both of them are around, who the Mehayev? Then already the mazik is Hayav. The Ilet Nu de Tarvayu, but if both of them are not around, Ela Echad, Amar Leh, so the mazik could say, Aiti the Ayam, bring it Ayam. But according to the Bishmael that says, that when a person damages, he's a Baal Chov, that he owes the money, what do I care if the animal is missing or not? Bottom line, you owe the money, and therefore you're a Baal Chov. Mashiach, according to the Akiva, where it comes from the actual 
animal itself, only if both animals are around. I mean, shnehem means if both of them are around, then you're going to be hayav. Mashikin, if one of them got lost, then the mazik can come along and say, that's the one that was your animal. That was, that, that was one that damaged. And therefore, this animal is not the one that damaged. Therefore, it doesn't have to pay. Only because both of them are around. Because you cannot push them away. But if both animals are not here, Matsi Amar Le, he can tell him, Zil Aiteraya, go bring me a Raya de Hai Torah Azkach, that it was this animal that did the damaging Vashadimlach, and I'll pay you. So if what comes out according to the Maskana of the Gemara, that Al Mishnah that talked about two oxen that came in damage, we're talking about two oxen that were Tamim. Now only one of them damaged. So if they're both around, so then they're ready to be Manavshach, he has to pay. Megufo Shil. Behemai has to be Hatzinezik. Oh, but if one of them is not around, so then already he doesn't have to pay, because he can come along and say that the animal that got lost, that's the animal that did damaging, and therefore it's not around anymore, and you're a shutaf in that animal, which means that's your partners in that animal. And that's how Rabbi Akiva understands that Hatzinezik is, uh, the, the payment is uh, the shutafim, that they are partners. Mashaikan, whereas according to Rabbi Ishmael, that says, no, when you owe money, after your ox damages, you consider a balhov. So what do I care? Even if both animals are not here anymore. Bottom line, you owe the money, therefore you would have to pay. So that's the way the Gemara concludes and learns how Mishnah Hadran Alach, how many That concludes the third pedic of the Masichet, and now we begin the fourth pedic. Shor shenagah arba'ah v'hamisha shivarim zeh acharzeh v'shalem le'acharon shibahem. We are talking about a case now, we have a shor, we have an ox, that gored four or five times. It gored oxen zeh acharzeh, one consecutive after the other. Now we are talking about a case over here where the ox that gored is still a tam. Now you could ask a question, how is it possible if it gored already four or five times, that it could still be a tam. So Rashi deals with that in the first Mishnah, in the first Rashi in the Perik. Shor shenagah harba'ah v'chamisha, u'b'chunan haya tam. In all the cases, is a tam still. Temishtalem migufo. V'echidameh, give me a case, that can be so. Kegon ra'ah shor v'nagah. Let's say it saw a shor, a gourd, that's the first time. V'ra'ah shor v'donagah. Then it saw another shor, but it didn't go. And then it saw the third ox, and it gored. After the second goring, it saw two or three oxen, so because as possible you can have a mu'ad for serugim, meaning if you have an ox, let's say, that gores one, then doesn't gore, then gores the next one, then doesn't gore, then gores the third one, so that's called an ox, meaning every other one it gores, or it's following a pattern of sort. Every two oxen it gores, or every three oxen it gores. But as long as it doesn't follow a pattern and it's not consecutive, it's still a time. So here what happened is it gored the first animal. Okay, very good. Then it gored, then it saw the animal, the second animal, it did not gore it. Okay, then it saw the third animal and gored it. And then it did. It saw two or three animals and didn't gore it. So it's not following any pattern at all. So it's possible that it's already fourth or fifth goring, and it still has a din of a tam. Okay. So comes the Gemara and says, "Shor shenagah arba'ah v'hamisha shivarim zeh acharze consecutive 
ישלם לאחרון שבהם. Oh, so the deen of the Mishnah sounds strange in the beginning, but the Mishnah is saying that he has to pay the last one. The last Nizak gets paid first. Obviously he's getting paid Hatsi Nizik. The last one, he's the fourth or fifth guy, he gets paid first. If there's leftover, meaning if there's left still money left over for the, from the Hatsi Nizik, So then already you pay the guy before him, the third Nizak. And if there's leftovers from that, you pay the guy before that. So you're paying backwards. So the last Nizak is the one that gets rewarded. He gets, he gets paid first. Of course, the Gemara is going to have to explain the logic of Rabbi Meir. You have an ox. That's worth 200. That Gordon ox that was worth 200. And the carcass is not worth anything. So therefore the damage was a full 200. Hatsinezik would be 100. So the deen is, according to Rabbi Shimon, he holds like the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, that says what? Shutafim nidu. And therefore when the mazik damages, the animal of the nizak, so now the nizak becomes partners in the mazik's animal. So therefore, since this animal was worth 200, and a gordon animal worth 200, so therefore they're partners in the animal of the mazik now, which is worth 200. So each one owns 100 of that animal. The mazik owns 100, and the nizak owns 100, which is exactly the amount he is owed. Hazar benagach shorachet. Now, that sort of shutafim, because now they're partners, the mazik and the nizak are the partners in that animal, it went out that same animal and gored again. Shor mataim, another shor of that was worth 200. So the last nizak, he gets 100. And when it comes to the first nizak, now he's partners with the rest of the animal, with the mazik, and they split 50 each. Which means the last, the second Nizak gets a hundred, the Hatsi Nezik, and then the first Nizak is partners with the Mazik, and they get fifty each, which altogether is two hundred. Hazar benagach shor acher shaver mataim, and now let's say there's a third Nizak that damaged, that they go this the same ox gourd again, and the damage two hundred. So now you have to divide it three ways. The last guy gets a hundred, a full hundred, because that's Hatsi Nezik. And then the second Nizak gets 50, which is half of that. Zuz. And the first Nizak and the Mazik, which are partners in the animal, Dinar Zahav, which is 25 Zuz each. So the division is 100 to the last Nizak, 50 to the second Nizak, and uh, 25 and 25 to the first Nizak and Mazik. Again, the Gemara will explain exactly what this Deen is over here. Comes the Gemara and begins, Matnitin Mani. Who is the author of our Mishnah? De lo kenebi Ishmael, ud lo kenebi Akiva. It's not following, not Nabi Ishmael. Nabi Ishmael again was the Shita that said that a person that his animal is mazik, so he indeed becomes a Baal Chov. That means he owes the money. He's a Chov, Baal Chov. I mean, he just he owes the 
money. And according to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva was a shita that said no, that they actually become partners in the animal of the mazik. So he was Matnitin man, he was the author of Amishnah. The law can be Ishmael, Udlo can be Akiva. The Gemara explains. If you go according to the Bishma that says that each Nizak that gets damaged, so now the Mazik owes him the money. Why did the Mishnah say that the last guy gets paid first? When it comes to Ba'alei Chovot, the first guy should get paid first, the first Nizak, because he was owed the money first. And the money comes on the animal, so he has like a shi'abud on the animal first. So he comes first. The second guy that was Nizak, the second shor that was Nizak, he's the second Balchov. So he cannot come and get paid before the first Balchov, because again, the first Balchov has his claims in the animal itself. And the law of Balchov is the first Balchov goes first. You cannot, especially if he has a stake in the animal. So therefore the Gemara does not make sense according to the Bishma'il. Again, because Amishnah said, well, it gored four times. So the deen in the Mishnah was, you pay the fourth guy. If there's extra money from the Hatsinez, you give it to the third guy. If there's extra money, you give it to the second guy. Why are you going backwards? It's not saying a haron niskar. Say nishon nishon niskar. The first guy should be get paid first. After all, he is the first Balhov, And he has a stake in the animal. Therefore, he goes first. So the Gemara says, can I be the Mishmael? The E, can I be Akiva? And maybe he'll tell me that what it's the Biakivad Amar. Torah de Shutafehu. That what the Nizak and the Mazik become partners in the short time. Hai Yesh Bo Motar. Oh, so what does the Mishnah say? That if there's more than, if there's leftovers, Yahzir Shilifanav. So you pay the guy before. So that's not correct according to Biakivad. Lechulam Mivele. Which means everybody is partners and everybody should be getting paid. Which means if each one of the Nizakim becomes a partner in the goof of the Shor, so therefore, if the last guy gets paid, let's say, uh, uh, the Hatsi Nizak, the, the third Nizak, let's take for example, so therefore they should divide the leftovers equally amongst all of them. Which means, why does it say that then you just pay the guy before? The Chaurah, they're all partners, so they should all divide it equally. Why does it only say Shalifanav? Which means, it sounds like that, let's say, there's only going to be Hatsi Nezek, let, let's, say, let's say the third guy gets paid in Isaac. There's a little leftover, and the second guy takes it all. And the first guy's going to get nothing. That's not so. Contra Bish Akiva that all the Nizakim become Shutafim in the animal of the Mazik, and therefore, once you pay the last guy, everybody should get paid equally. So therefore the Mishnah cannot be not the Bishman, not the Akiva. So Gemara says, Amar, Abba, Abba says, Le'olam, Kirabi, Ishmael, De'amar, Ba'alei Chovot, Ninu. Really, I'll tell you, the Mishnah is following the Shittah, the Bishman, that says that the Mazik becomes a Baal Chov, he owes the money. Oh, so the Chavarai should pay it to the first Nizak. Why does the Mishnah say that you pay it to the last Nizak and go backwards? You're question that you just asked, it should say that the first one gets paid first. Oh, so we're talking about a very specific case. The case is talking about 
Well, let's say it damaged, right, Nizak number one. Then the shore damaged again, and then it damaged a third time. So what happened? Really, you're right. The first Nizak should get paid first. But what happened over here was, that after he, uh, his animal got damaged, Nizak number one, that is, so he grabbed the animal of the Mazik. He grabbed it so it doesn't run away. Because he wants to get paid from that animal. He has a right, so he grabbed it. But what happened, once he grabbed it, it went out and damaged. Well, now this Nizak is on the hook. Because you are a Shomer for this animal. And therefore you're obligated if this animal goes out and damages. It's interesting. You took the animal because you wanted to get paid from that animal. But now that animal went out and damaged, so the Nizak is on the line. So therefore when the second animal, when the animal damages a second time, so the first Nizak forfeits his Hatsi Nizak, and he gives it to the second Nizak. Now the second Nizak, he grabbed the animal. And guess what happened? It went out and damaged again. Well, he's Hayav, because once he takes the animal, he's considered a Shomer. And therefore, he forfeits his Hatsin to the third guy. So therefore, that's what the Mishnah meant, that the third guy gets paid first, and if there's any left over, it goes back to the second, and any left over, it goes back to the first. And again, because he was Posheya in his Shemirah now. Why is he Posheya in his Shemirah? After the first Nizak animal got damaged, he has a right to get paid. So what did he do? He grabbed the animal. At that point, he becomes a Shomer. Yeah, he's in charge, he's watching the animal. If that animal gets damages, the Nizak now is obligated to pay. The next guy. Now it should be noted that the Mazik in this case, the owner of the animal, is really not Hayav to pay. He doesn't lose anything in this case because, right, he was guilty the first time after the first damage. But after the first damage, when the Nizak took it, so that's Nizak's fault. So Nizak is totally obligated. Once it damages, so now the Nizak forfeits his hundred, let's say, and it goes to the second guy. When the second guy takes the animal, and it goes and damages again, he forfeits his hundred to the third guy. So that's the case over there. The specific case, according to Bishmar, why the third guy gets paid first, because the Nizaks respectively grabbed the animal to get paid, and then it subsequently went out and damaged, and therefore they're considered Shomrim. The Gemara refers to them as a Shomer Sachar. It's like they're getting paid uh, to watch this animal, because they do get a hana'ah that they're holding the animal. The hana'ah is that they're going to eventually be able to get paid from this animal, instead of the uh, owner, uh, you know, sending the animal away to the to the, to the marshlands, so then he's not going to get paid. So this is a hana'ah that he's getting by holding this animal, because he knows he's going to get paid. He's like a shomer sakhar, a shomer sakhar has to watch the animal. In any event, the Gemara says, I understand what you're saying, but if that's the way you're learning the case, yesh bo motar yazir shelefanaf. It says, so if there's any leftover from the Hatsinezik, you give it to the guy before. What do you mean? Yazir It should be given to the, to the owner, which means, let's say the third, the, 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 the third guy, the third Nizak, he gets the hundred now. Good? So now there's a hundred left in the animal, that should go back to the owner of the animal. Because the owner of the animal over here is not guilty anymore. He was only guilty up to a hundred. But once the first Nizak was to face the animal, so now he's the Shomer. And therefore once it became it, it, it damaged, so he loses that hundred. Goes to the second Nizak. And then it goes to the third Nizak when the second guy was to face it. And therefore when the third guy gets paid his hundred, so there's a hundred left in the animal, that should go back not to the second Nizak. No, that should go back to the owners. Because the owner, the mazik in this case, 
the owner of the animal, he was only obligated a hundred in the first case, but he wasn't guilty on any of the subsequent damaging. So the Mishnah, it shouldn't say Ya'zid it should say Ya'zid that the owners really should get the the other half, the other hundred. That's all. That's all they're on the line for. You're right, the case is specifically talking about if the, let's say the third Nizak, he got paid uh, uh, his Hatzinezik, and there was still some money uh, left over to pay the second guy's Hatzinezik. Let's say the second guy's Hatzinezik was a hundred, and the third guy's Hatzinezik only was uh, 50. So therefore, he paid the 50 to, 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 to the third guy. So there's still uh, an extra 50 left to give it to the guy before. But you're right, the other 100 will remain to the owner. So then when it says, Yasit Shlifanav, it's talking about where the damages were not equal. So therefore, the last guy gets paid full Hatzinezik. And if there's still left up to 100, they're left in the in the uh, in the, uh, the, in the, in the in the pile. They have money, so then already you give it to the guy before. But you're right. Once you pay out a hundred, going back, the last guy getting paid full hatzinezik, and then going back hatzinezik to the second guy. But the mazik, the owner of the shore, he again keeps his hundred because after the first damaging, he is not guilty. Comes again and says, "Vechen ki ataravina maravuhanahan." Very good. Which is our Mishnah is talking about the case of Pishiat Shomrim. That means the first guy had an animal. His animal, it is exactly like Ravina explained. The animal was Mazik. Okay? So, so they become, uh, you owe that money. Very good. So what does Nizak do? Nizak took the animal. Oh, he took the animal. Very nice. But now if that animal is going to gore, you are Hayav. And guess what? It did gore. And therefore the Nizak is Hayav, and he forfeits his Hatzinezik to the second Nizak. And the second Nizak also was to face the animal to get paid. And then it gored again. So he's, he forfeits his money to the third guy. So that's the case of Pishiat Shomrim Nagubah. The case of the Mishnah is Pishiat Shomrim. That's why the last guy gets paid first, because the, the Nizak before him is considered a Poshaya in his Shemirah, and therefore, that's why it goes backwards. How are you establishing our Mishnah? Also, you want to say that the Mishnah is going to quote the Mishnah that says that what? I have a question. Because the Sefa says the Bisham Onomer, Shor Shave Mataim, Shenagach Shor Shave Mataim. If a Shor that was worth 200, that Gordon Ox that was worth 200. The Ena Nevela, Yafa Kenum. The Nevela is not worth anything, so it was a full 200 damage, which is 100 Hatsinezek. Zen Otel Maneh, Zen Otel Maneh. That means the Nizak takes 100 and the Mazik takes 100. Because according to this, it's going according to the Shitav Rabbi Akiva that says that the Nizak becomes a Shitav in the animal of the Mazik. So he takes 100, he takes 100. Hazar v'nagach shora chayer. Oh, now let's say the same ox. Gord again, shor mataim. So now, so now we got to split it. Ha'charon notel maneh. The last guy, the last Nizak gets 100, which is Hatsi Nizak. V'shlefanav. So now... Then he's at the earlier Nizak, Zenotel Hamishim, Zenotel Hamishim. Right? So they'd have to divide the rest of it, they get 50 each. 
Hazar v'nagach shor shave matayim. Oh, now let's say gore the third time. Now that's a split again three ways. Ha'charon notel maneh. The third nizak gets a hundred. Beshlefanav notel hamishim. The second nizak gets fifty. And then it's hundred. So you have what? You have fifty left. Ushnayim and Rishonim and the mazik and the nizak who are partners. The nizak they get twenty five zuz each. Atan the Rabbi Akiva. Now that's going according to Rabbi Akiva. The Amar Torah the Shufeh who. Because that's the only way you can explain the Bishimon. That the reason why the original Mazik and the Nizak, they end up with 25 each because they're partners in the short. And therefore they have to pay out the second Nizak and they have to pay out the third Nizak. And they get whatever's left over. But that's only going to the opinion that says what? That they are indeed Shutafim in the short. So the Gemara says, Resha, Rabbi Akiva. But you tell me that the Resha, you just wanted to say is going like the Bishimon is about the Chovot. And you explained to me, according to Ravina, that the case was talking about where the first Nizak grabbed the animal, that it was Mazik, and that's why he has to give the Hatsinezik from himself, and so on and so forth. And therefore, each, uh, sort of, so the first part of the Mishnah wanted to tell me is Bishmah, that says what? It's going to call Yishtaf, that's Baal Chobot. And the second part of the Mishnah wanted to tell me is going like Rabbi Akiva, that they are Shutafim. Is that possible? That Esha is going like Rabbi Shemayn, and Seven is going like Rabbi Akiva? Amre, Gabra says, yeah, why not? In. Young, sharp one. Leave the Mishnah, even though it sounds like it's contradicting that you have two shitot, and come after me. Yes, indeed. Yes, that's what it is. That you have one Mishnah, and the Mishnah is following the Mishnah. And the Sifa indeed is following the Mishnah. That's what it is. Skip the parentheses. What's that case over there? Either he uh, screamed in his uh, friend's ear, or he hit uh, something connected his friend's ear, and he embarrassed him. Besides the damaging. We're not talking about the damaging now. We're talking about he embarrassed him. He has to pay him a sela for the biyush. Yeah, no, you have to pay a mane. So it's a machloket with the biyush, with the embarrassment, the busha for a uh, situation of tokeya the havero is. So a certain guy, he did it, he blew, he blew in his friend's ear, and he embarrassed him. So he sent to the rabbi, to Rav Yosef, he wanted to see how much you have to pay. Because we know, according to one shita, it's a selah. The question is, there's two different denominations of selah. So you want to know, selah tsuri tenan, is it a selah from tsuri, which happens to be four zoos, or selah medina tenan, or is it a selah medina, which Rashi says is actually a sheminit selah tsuri, which would be a hatsi dinar. So therefore, it's an eighth less in denominations. When you say Selah, is it Selah Suri, which would be for Zuzim? Or is it Selah Medina, which would be an eighth of a Selah Suri, which would be, let's say, a half a Zuz, to be a small amount of money? So that's the Gemara's question. Whenever the Mishnah, or the rabbis talked, and they said Selah, this is just now uh, uh, denominations. What Selah did they refer to? They refer to the more expensive Selah, Selah Suri, or they refer to Selah Medina. They say, well, I'll bring it out from Al-Mishnah. 
that I'll show you that the Mishnayot do not talk in Sila Medina terms. How do I know? Tenan Amar Le Amar Le Tanitua. So what do you mean? We have Abin Firush Mishnah. Our Mishnah said, Ushnaim Arishonim Dinar Zahav. Right? We said in the case where the the third Nizak gets paid 100, quarter Bishimon. And then what? The guy before that gets paid 50, and then the Mazik and the Nizak split 25 each. So the Gemara says, And if you're going to hold it, the Tana holds, that you, that when it says the word Sela, that, it, that the Tana talks even in Sela Medina terms, Niflog v'nitni ad teresar v'sela. So you could have gave a case even more. Twelve and a half zoos each. Because if you're going to go with Sela, Sela is half a zoos. And therefore you could have said, give me a case where it damaged four times. Give me a case where you have, the first guy gets, um, let's say, a hundred. The next guy will get, uh, uh, let's say, uh, fifty. And then go down. Then you have the next guy going to get twenty-five. And then you have the Mazik and the Nizak will get twelve and a half each. Again, if you're going with Sela, Medina, you're able to already get half denominations. And so the fact that the Mishnah did not give me that option, where it was four Nizaks, and therefore go from 100 to 50 to 25 to 12 and a half, so obviously you see the Mishnah does not use Sela, Medina, because by using Sela, Medina, you would have gotten, you can give a case where they're going to divide 12 and a half each. But from the fact that you're not giving me a situation where it's half numbers, so therefore it must be with Dafka using Sela, Suri, that's the Gemara saying, because otherwise it could have said, Venitni ad tresar vesela, let's say 12 and a half. So, Amalek, that's no rayat, Tana kiruchlad, David Ezeel, what is that? Tana, a peddler's got to list all the cases, maybe in a Khanami, maybe really the Mishnah was discussing Sela of the uh, Medina. And it does discuss that half denomination, that lower denomination. So why did the Mishnah give the case? Because the Mishnah doesn't give you every single scenario. It gave you 150, 25. It has to give you now, 12 and a half. It has to give you every single situation. It didn't say, because it's, it's not a peddler that has to show all its wares. That's literally what it means. What is it? The Mishnah is a peddler that has to state every single case. It didn't state that case. So again, we're back to the question. When the Mishnayot talk about paying in uh, Sela, uh, or, or in the case where we said over there that you're paying for the Busha, so it's a Sela, so what type of Sela are we talking about? Is it Sela Suri or is it Sela Medina? So the Gemara says, My Haviyana, what is the Halachalama Sehadat Pashtua, Mehad, Amar Vidam Arab, called Kesef Amur Batorah? Oh, anytime it says Kesef in the Torah, Kesef Suri. So it's referring to the denomination of Tzuri, which means that Selah is for Zuz. But anytime it's a payment from the Hachamim, Kesef Medina. It is indeed referring to Kesef Medina. Okay, so that's basically the rule. Depends. If it's a Torah payment, so that's referring to a Suri. Uh, for example, it's a Knas. It says um, a person has to pay, if his ox kills, let's say, uh, an Ayvid. So therefore he has to pay 30 uh, shekanim. Okay, well let's say the knas of Motsi Shemra on his wife. Or the knas of uh, 50 shekanim that if a person is a me'anis, a lady. In all these cases over here, it would be Sela'im Tzurim. So the case of the Torah is talking about over here, Sela' Tzuri. However, when it comes to rabbinical items, so then already, for example, the, the money that you have to pay 
for busha of tokel uh, habero, so that would be already kesef medina. Now, even though boshet is minat Torah, but the payment, the amount, the, 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 is, is rabbinical. Torah doesn't say how much you pay for boshet. The rabbis decided how much that boshet is. Also, in that case over there, it's shildivrehem, where it's a rabbinical payment, then already you go with kesef medina. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.